This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. What follows may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The world is full of stories. Stories of mysteries, of curiosities, of oddities. Join Pat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected, as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. So you like the way the ceiling looks? It looks so nice. Yeah. Um, I had to replace the suspended ceiling in our studio because, <laughs> as you may remember, may or may not, I don't know, in an earlier episode, we talked about how I was doing some plumbing work. And, um, well, I destroyed the ceiling. Well, not me. The water leak did. It wasn't my fault. Well, no, it wasn't your fault directly. But uh, I got that fixed. I got the tiles replaced. And now I just need to clean up all the grout off of your valuables. Yeah, which is one of the reasons why we haven't had the dogs down here is because everything is covered in like this thick layer of construction dust and grout. (laughs) And so I miss my dogs. We're making progress. Right. Nonetheless. And you and I both have different ways of dealing with things. For example, I don't really care, you know, that there were no ceiling tiles in there. It bothered you every time you you came in here. Mm, Yeah, it's the Um, inside of things. I didn't need to see it. Yeah. Well, It's a ceiling tile, not a proctology exam. Right. But if you cover it, then I don't have to look at it. I see. Okay. So very similar to a proctology experience. Another uh, example is uh, today you and I were both uh, dealing with some some big feelings. Mm -hmm. We're so much alike and yet so different. It's true. For example, we were both out running errands. You were out uh, grabbing some things at the grocery store and I had to go to the uh, the specialty beer uh, retail outlet <laughs> to get, uh, you know, special beers and stuff. And so... Is that what that store is for? Yeah. Okay. So we both get in our, our vehicles and we both, you know, have a lot on our minds. And, yes, we do. And um, so independently of each other, we thought, well, let's put some music on. Mm-hmm. So in my vehicle, I turned on some nice, soothing classical music. In your vehicle, what was it that you said? It was a Pantera mix. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and we both blacked out and didn't accomplish our goals at all. You did not go to the beer store. Nope. And I didn't pick up the things I needed to pick up. We just spaced out and eventually showed up at home not having accomplished the things that we needed to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. So similar, but different. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you go first. Oh, I do. Okay. I thought you went first this time. Okay. That's fine. 
Um, I'm ready. Anyway, why would you imply that I'm not? <laughs> Today we're going to talk about the skeuomorph. Skeuomorph is a derivative object that retains ornamental design cues from structures that were inherent to the original. That's the definition of skeuomorph. It is skeuomorph. Yep. That just feels good when you say it. Isn't it fun? Um, it's derived from the Greek words skeuos, meaning container or tool, and the morph, meaning shape. So according to Quartz.com, skeuomorphs can occur deliberately and can also occur unintentionally when aesthetic styles are inherited without thinking. Once relegated to the vocabularies of design and antiquities, skeuomorph has come into more common usage uh, with digital depictions of physical objects, like, for instance, Apple's trash can and Microsoft's recycle bin. So skeuomorphs are not only a way of paying homage to history or tapping into design-based nostalgia, they familiarize users with new or foreign technology. I don't understand the Apple's trash bin thing. Okay. When you are on your phone oh, okay. and you need to delete something. All right. I thought you meant like the dumpsters at the Apple Corporation in Silicon Valley. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. So uh, on your on your desktop, gotcha. you might have a little trash can. Right. That's not, it doesn't need to look like a trash can at no, all. No, no. But it looks like a trash can so that you understand. Skewamorph. Skewamorph. What would a skewamorph for skewamorph be? That's a great question. There's no answer to that question. No, there question. is no answer to that question. The term was invented in 1889 by Henry Colley March. He was a British doctor and amateur archaeologist, mm. and he used the term in his essay, The Meaning of Ornament, or its Archaeology and Psychology, written for Regional Antiquarian Society. March noted that some ancient artifacts had a retro look, so they imitated, just for show, elements from older objects. This is something we have always done as a people. It's actually a, a fairly common marketing technique. If you think of like um, Pringles chips, for mm -hmm. example, which I do constantly. Obviously. What are Pringles chips? Potato mash molded into yeah. a tongue shape. It's space age potato paste molded into a chip shape stuffed in a tube. Mm -hmm. So it was very futuristic oh, when it came out in, sure. in the 70s. And so they marketed it as marketed it as Pringles newfangled potato chips and they put the old guy with the with the with the old-timey handlebar mustache uh -huh. on it to make it seem familiar and old-fashioned when actually it was just space age crap in a can. Uh-huh. That I love very much. So would that be a skewomorph? No, not really. But I like where you're going because I, I get that you used the old-fashioned dude and the old-fashioned lingo to imply old-fashioned chips. But... Um, it's not an icon. Right. Okay. But um, an example from uh, ancient artifacts would be that... Bronze axes had uh, certain detailing like flint axes had, even though they didn't need it at all. It wasn't how the object was made. It wasn't necessary for it to function correctly. It was just, that's what an axe looks like. Uh -huh. uh, pottery bowls had patterns resembling 
basket weaving, even though oh, wow. this was not a woven item. No kidding. It was a pot that worked kind of like a basket might. So they made it look like a basket. And, and this was in the days of yore. It, oh, it was your days for no, sure. Not my days, but the days of yore. Your, yep. Yeah, your, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Mental floss listed for us a few well-known skeuomorphs that I thought might be fun to look at. Electric candles. They're not candles, but they look like candles. Okay, Because sure. that's what they're, so right? What you were used to. Yeah, you're used to them looking like this. So sure. we made them like this. Okay. Because light bulb on a stick, a candle, right? Another example would be wagon wheels and bike wheels need spokes. Car wheels do not need spokes. But most car wheel designs have spokes. At least on the hubcaps. On the hubcaps, yeah. Interesting. Okay. And that's why even to this day, cars have bridles and harnesses. That's exactly right. I've seen some cars wearing bras, so... Close enough, yeah. Sure, why not? As we said, uh, early versions of Apple's operating systems use skeuomorphs heavily um, to make things more intuitive. So uh, you know what a... Well, a, f- a file folder. A file folder, exactly. A floppy disk for the save option. That is That item that you're saving is not going on to a floppy disk. So that's a fairly recent skewomorph. Yeah. It doesn't have to go back. Well, actually, I guess it does go back a generation. Holy shit. It's <laughs> old. Old. Even on your cell phone, when you hit the dial or the phone button, mm-hmm. the phone featured on your phone looks like a handheld phone, <laughs> not a cell phone. That's true, yes. Which is funny because you're using it on a cell phone, which is a square. Also, that reminds me when you I'm you're... sorry, it's a rectangle, not a square. A uh, rectangle is not necessarily a square. Square must be a rectangle. Okay. As we said, deleting files, you'll usually put them into a trash can. Even sending emails, there's a little picture of an envelope. You are 100% not putting anything in an envelope. But mm. that's how we understand what mail looks like. Well, even calling it a desktop. Exactly. In 2007, Forbes magazine announced the death of skeuomorphism. According to Interactive Design, Apple, quickly to be followed by Google, had settled on new form of design, referred to as flat design. Flat design mandated that graphic user interfaces should be freed from clutter. So there was a need for the beveled edges and the shadowing that we had in the early mm-hmm. days to mm-hmm. indicate like this is a button or, you know, yeah, we yeah. we needed that in the beginning to say this where I push. Yeah. Um, because it, we didn't, it wasn't so familiar with us. Now we have people who have never not had a computer. Um, which still blows my mind. Um, but because we are entering this age, the the idea is that digital interface should be built upon its own strengths now rather than using those old-fashioned stylings. That is fascinating. I feel like you're mocking me. No, I'm not Is this another you. calendar episode? No, this is very interesting. Okay. I, I, um, I've often wondered about these things. You fucking dick. No, I... <laughs> Please believe me when I say I am truly interested in this. <laughs> I really am, geek. Anyway, uh, skeuomorphism, though, was embraced by smartwatch manufacturers because, again, you're dealing with something that's new and people need to understand how to use it. So the idea is, okay, so we're going to show you the face of an analog watch. So you... Right. This says to your brain, 
watch. Mm-hmm. And, and you go, mm, yep, watch. Got mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine that skeuomorphs are dead, uh, as Forbes magazine uh, predicted, because as long as we keep introducing new products Mm -hmm. that we need to go, see, this is how you do this, or this is how we can make this intuitive by building upon old technology or by referring back to old technology, as long as we keep making new things, we're going to have to use skeuomorphs to make it intuitive and to make it easy to use. I think it is fascinating that you can trace the idea that the trash bin on your desktop being a trash can to people who made pots and, and, and made them with a basket weave design on it so that yeah. people would uh, understand, well, this is what this is for. Yeah, it's like that uh, TikTok we were watching yesterday uh, where that young fellow, uh, whose name I can't recall at the moment, but is a delight, and I will share it at some you point. You just referred to somebody on TikTok as a young fellow. He's a young fellow, as are all the TikTokers except for me. <laughs> I call myself Grandma TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway... Uh, He was talking about how we, um, for some reason, use glah words, the glottal sound, for things that involve light or reflection of light, uh, like glitter and gleam and glint and those types of words. Glow, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is not because those words come from the same root word. It's because we've all kind of subconsciously agreed that somehow that's the sound that should be associated hmm. with those types of things. And that's, I think, I mean, it's not, that's not a skeuomorph by any means, but it's kind of that same idea yeah, that we, yeah. we mentally unconsciously group things in ways that make us comfortable and help others understand what we're trying to do. It's like, why do we call a record album an album? Like if you take an old vinyl record, mm-hmm. it's referred to and always has been as an album. Mm-hmm. Why, why is that? The reason because because of Mitch Album. No, it's not because of Mitch Album. Although he's a fine journalist and I enjoy his, his short stories immensely. It's because when uh, 45 records came out, they were sold in groups of like five or ten. And they were put in sleeves and those sleeves were inside of a book. You've seen those old um, yeah, albums. That looks like a photo album. Those are record albums. They call them record albums because they looked like photo albums. And even though as time went on, it was just one record, they still continue to call it an album that's really interesting i love stuff like that not exactly uh whatever you said it was i've completely thrown that word out of my head because i'm never going to use it again what no what it what gleekle use it gleekle matter gleekle matter yes that's shiny poop right (laughs) anyway so that's a skeuomorph that's the word (laughs) that's uh that's all i got for you (laughs) and now that thing in the middle Back in the year 1856, William Perkins was attempting to engineer a cheap, effective way to simulate the substance quinine in order to treat malaria. Although the material failed, Perkins noticed that the quinine turned a unique shade of purple and decided he'd market it for fashion. So the color mauve was created by accident while trying to treat malaria. of oddities with Kat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth. I've got to tell you, the longer we've had our aura frame, the more I love it. I have kids, 
and they live about 3,000 miles away. And my daughter is expecting a child, and she has been sending me updates on her baby bump through the aura frame. And since I can't be there to experience it with her, it's the next best thing. And speaking of mothers, if you're looking for the perfect gift to celebrate your mom in your life, Aura Frames are beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames. It allows you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and super easy to share photos with the Aura app. And here's the thing, if you're giving Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. We love Aura Frames and living so far away from family, thanks to Aura, it's the next best thing. It's like, it's like almost being there. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Box of Oddities freaks can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off, plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code Oddities at checkout to save. That's A-U-R-A frames.com and use code Oddities at checkout, and you will save. Thanks, Aura Frames, for bringing my family a little bit closer. This message is sponsored by Greenlight. You know, as your kids get older, there are some things about parenting that gets easier. I remember once hearing my sister tell my little niece, if you put your pants on, I'll give you some Fresca. And when kids can start to reason that they get something if they do something right, it's a lot easier to manage them. Having that conversation about money with your kids, that's not the easiest thing in the world. Fact is, kids won't really know how to manage their money until they're actually in charge of it. And that's where Greenlight can help. Greenlight is a debit card and money app made just for families. Parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on the kids' spending and savings. While kids and teens build money confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills. Your kids will learn how to save, invest, and spend wisely thanks to the games that teach kids skills in a fun, accessible way. When I was a kid, I had expected chores and then I had bonus chores. And bonus chores were where I earned money. And so if you're thinking like, hey, my kids should be doing stuff around the house. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. But maybe there's extra ways that they can learn how to be a successful financial money person. What was one of the bonus chores that you had to do? <sighs> Rub my mom's feet. And what did that pay? I don't know, like a quarter or something. Millions of parents and kids are learning about money on Greenlight. It's the easy, convenient way for parents to raise financially smart kids and families to navigate their life together. Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com slash oddities. That's greenlight.com slash oddities to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash oddities. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The only podcast that has a mad crush on both Rob Lowe and Taylor Swift. I mean, they are both so cute. This is The Box of Oddities. Cody sent us a message on our back channel. 
Back channel, that's the uh, place where you can get in touch with us directly if you're um, a supporter of the Box of Oddities, and we'll tell you more about how you can become a member in the future. Cody wrote, I recently finished listening to all the episodes, and I heard about people saying that Cat is their spirit animal. Loved a cat, and I wanted to share the reasons why Jethro is my spirit animal. Awesome. <laughs> I've always wanted to be somebody's spirit animal. Not necessarily in order. <clears throat> One, comedically goofy. Hmm. <laughs> Two, loves a feisty lady who has strong opinions and is extremely supportive slash patient slash forgiving <laughs> slash loving of said lady and said opinions. Yeah, that sounds right. It's about right. Three, attempts to convince my wife that comic lies are true. <laughs> Four, alcohol tolerance that is 15 to 1 that of a normal human person and has worked very hard for that tolerance. Thank you for appreciating the, the due diligence that I have put into this. <laughs> Five, loves a good workplace prank. Mm -hmm. Six, struggled slash struggles with depression and anxieties. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Seven, morbid fascinations. Yep. Eight, you had me at in Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. That's fair. Nine, have I mentioned the drinking thing? Because mm. I'm pretty drunk right now, if that wasn't apparent already. <laughs> Number 10, more reasons I'm sure I had when I started writing this that I can't remember now. <laughs> 11, squirrel. 12, I need to end this because I'm out of beer. Okay. Well, <laughs> definitely sounds like my kind of person right there. <laughs> Absolutely love your chemistry and inclusivity of all whom are kind. Thank you so much for putting together such awesomeness. Thank you, Cody. Thank you, Cody. I wrote back, this is wonderful. I love it so much. Thank you for being uh, you and appreciating this marvelous man. <laughs> and that's you. Oh, shucks. Yeah. Now, I have a question for you. And what would that question be? What have you got for me, JG? Stephen, one of our freaks, sent mm -hmm. that in. Thanks, Stephen. Thank you so much. I'm going to talk a little bit about Heaven's Gate. Oh. Now, we've all heard this story. Of course. Heaven's Gate. I'm going to, this, this is just to give you kind of a refresher. Um, and then I'm going to tell you about some perhaps lesser known things about Heaven's Gate cult. According to Wikipedia, Heaven's Gate was an American UFO religious cult based in San Diego, California. It was founded in 1974 by a guy named Marshall Applewhite and Bonnie Nettles. Mm, those sound made up. I think those were their, well, those were some of their real names. Um, they, they ultimately settled on Do and T, as in do, Do, Re, Re, Mi, Fa, Fa so, La, Ti. Wait, was there a Fa and a La? I'm not sure if there were, but tones and music played a big part in this belief system that they had. On March 26, 1997, deputies of the San Diego Sheriff's Department discovered the bodies of 39 members of the group, including Applewhite, in a house in the San Diego suburb of Rancho Santa Fe. Uh, they had participated in a mass suicide. It was a coordinated series of ritual suicides in order to reach what they believed was an extraterrestrial spacecraft that was following the Hale-Bopp comet. Mm -hmm. Now, just before the mass suicide, the group's website, now these, how they made their money was uh, website design. They were early website developers. Sure. And they had, in fact, I think it's still archived out there, the last 
thing that they posted. They were early adopters. They were definitely early adopters. (laughs) Fortunately, not uh, influencers. Anyway, it said on their website, Hale-Bopp brings closure to Heaven's Gate. I'm sorry. That was funny. <laughs> Fortunately, not influencers. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. Oh, well, thank You're you. You're a funny kind of guy. You're being nice to me. What did you do? <laughs> this is what it said on their website. Hale-Bopp brings closure to Heaven's Gate. Our 22 years of classroom here on planet Earth is finally coming to conclusion. Graduation from the human evolutionary level. We are happily prepared to leave this world and go with T's crew. In October of 96, members of T's clan began renting this large house and preparing for this um, event. The actual the address was uh, 18... 18- 18341 Kalina Norte. The house no longer stands. They tried to sell it after this and mm. nobody would buy it. Shocker. So they it's been torn down. But they were paying 7,000 a month in cash, in rent. The group at the same time also purchased alien abduction insurance that would cover up to 50 members and pay out 1 million per person. The policy covered abduction, impregnation, or death by aliens. Huh. So they killed themselves by taking a cocktail of phenobarbital mixed with applesauce or pudding and they washed it down with vodka. Uh, now, I'm sorry, you said there was 39, right? Yes. That's a lot. I mean, that's a lot yeah. to, to dose out. Did you get to choose applesauce or pudding? Because I, I mean, if if I got applesauce, I'd still be here. Yeah, you know, I'd right. be like, no, thank you. Yeah, I'm holding um, out for the but snack. But if it was pack. pudding, I, I, you know, <laughs> yeah, I love pudding. Mmm, Jello pudding. Yeah, I think I'd be a pudding guy too. After taking this deadly cocktail, they uh, put plastic bags around their heads. <sighs> After they ingested the mix, all 39 were dressed in identical black shirts and sweatpants and brand new black and white Nike Decades athletic shoes. What was that about? Well, they got a deal on the shoes. It's true. Stop it. I'm, I'm serious. Yeah, they, they chose the Nike Decades because the group, quote, got a good deal on the shoes. This Whoa. according to one of the cult members that uh, did not participate. Yeah. That is... Did they stop selling those shoes after that? Because I, I, I can't imagine a lot of people who are like, you know what I want? I want some Nike Decades. I don't know if they still make them or not, but uh, if they don't, they're probably collector's items. Oh, I bet. Um, also, the group had armbands with patches on them. The armband said, Heaven's Gate Away Team. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> and they got it from watching um, a Star Trek episode. So they were also kind of kind of nerds, too. They loved Star Trek, and they thought that would be cool. I guess it was Star Trek Next Generation. And you just looked up Nike 1993 decade, black Heaven's Gate, brand new, rare, dead stock, size 8.5. Wow. Was that eBay? Mm-hmm. $5,000. Yeah. It's also OBO. Or best offer. But you get free shipping, so well, that's, that's a deal. That's a great deal. Sorry to interrupt no, that's, again. That's uh, fascinating. Now I'm just shoe shopping. They also had each a $5 bill in their pocket. I don't know what that was all about. Well, well for the alien vending machines, I bet. <laughs> okay. Ooh, Mr. Pibb. Out of the 39 uh, people. It's out of this world. 21 were women, 18 were men, uh, between the ages of 26 and 72. Oh, babies. They're believed to have uh, died in three groups over three successive days. The remaining participants cleaning up after each prior group's death. Suicides occurred in groups of 15, 15, 
and 9 between approximately March 22nd and March 26th. I have questions about that process. Like, was there a reason that it was 15, 15, and 9? I'm sure that had something to do with something, right? It it probably had some significance. I don't know what that is, but Mm -hmm. it seemed like everything they did had some kind of significance. Right, like maybe it was just on sale. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. (laughs) It could be. I'm not sure, but like all cults, Mm. he made them adhere to strict rules. Right. And some pretty strange things that don't really matter. For example, everything, it seems, was regulated. One way that the uh, cult leaders controlled their members was by regulating everything that they did. Applewhite would tell people in order to get to the next level, they had to, um, he demanded strict obedience from his followers, even for little things like making breakfast. In a um, Inside Story documentary, ex-Heaven Gate member Michael Conyers uh, said that, quote, there was a mixture, a size, how long you cooked it, and how much the burner was turned on, everything when you're preparing breakfast. Wow. Everything was regulated, even to what number the burner was turned on to. That's how regulated everything was. And it was all part of the mind control process. Yes. Yeah. Because once you can start controlling those non-important things that people just agree to because they're agreeing to it, they're more likely to start agreeing to whatever nuttiness comes out next. Yeah. And there were a lot of nutty things. One of the most important rules, according to Ranker, to be a member of Heaven's Gate was no sex by any members. Usually when a cult member says that, yeah, that means that means everyone, means everyone except, except for me. me. And that means that I get to have sex with all of you. Right. Usually that's the way. Yeah. Not in this case. Applewhite ab- abstained. In the interviews in that uh, in that documentary I was just talking about, multiple former members discussed Marshall Applewhite's uh, fear of his own, quote, homosexuality. And how he forced members to cut sex out of their lives because he had to. Ah. And as the days progressed during this particular time of um, abstinence in the cult, many members went down to Mexico and were castrated. What? I did not know this. The men did. Yeah, a lot of them did to fight their sexual urges. They actually went down to Mexico and, and had a castration done unbelievable only certain people could leave the house now each house and this is interesting you mentioned the 15 15 and 9 mm-hmm. thing um in the house only 15 people could be in it at one time oh interesting so people had to be out and about all the time and it was a rotating group of people for whatever reason maybe it was because their lease said nobody more than 15 in this mansion maybe. you know but um but that's what they there would never be any more than 15 people in in the mansion at one time strange interesting hmm. even though they lived in this big mansion there were actually people that lived outside the house, Mm -hmm. even though there was plenty of room. This is not so uncommon compared to other cults. They had to leave their families. Yeah, of course. Forever. And um, they also... Typical manipulative behavior. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They all sent videos to their family members at the end titled, Last Chance to Evacuate Earth Before It Is Recycled. Can you imagine being a family member, not having heard from a loved one for... Who knows how long, years in many cases, and then just getting this videotape in the mail titled Last Chance to Evacuate Earth Before It's Recycled. Jeez Louise. Horrifying. I just think about like like a Midwestern mom, Mm. you know, picking up the mail and then 
getting something from little Johnny and then sitting on the rocker on the front porch and opening it up and being like, the fuck is this? (laughs) Applewhite said that uh, breaking away is more than moving in with, quote, this little cult. It's an act of becoming something new. It means that even the mind that you had as a human is aborted and the soul that was given to you is filled with next level information, the next level mind and a new creature is born one that is not human. And so this is all part of his ritual, part of his, you know, not only did it accomplish him breaking ties, having his, his followers break ties with people who could perhaps talk some sense into them, Mm. but it reinforced his control over them. And I know like so many cults, like you said, their their goal is to control so that they can, uh, one, use the members for sexual pleasure or get the, the, the money that they might have had from their previous life or use right, them right. to create goods that they can then sell for money or, you know, whatever thing it is. But this end goal sucks. Now, whenever I think about cults, obviously the first thing that comes to mind, well, one of the first things is uh, Jonestown, Jim Jones. And how his followers didn't really understand they were in a cult. He, he well, kind of people don't. Yeah. But in this case, they did. So did he utilize the word cult as a means of control as well? Yes, he did. Uh, again, from the Inside Stories episode about Heaven's Gate, former member Leanne Wolf. She was in the cult from 75 through 91. She says the members would often joke about how they were, quote, the cult of cults and how they were in Heaven's Gate to beg to be brainwashed. Wow. So they knew what they were getting into. That's it's that's what really makes this exceptionally strange. Mm. Now, I mentioned sounds, dough and tea and yeah. tones. One of the most important parts of being in Heaven's Gate, according to Ranker, was the desire to leave everything about humanity Behind. In order to do this, they gave up their possessions. They stopped having the sex. Uh, they became they became androgynous. They tried to keep their minds off weird human thoughts, like quote, "Why does cheese taste like that?" or "Iguana is a weird word." Um, one activity that helped. Now, I will never stop thinking iguana is a weird word. <laughs> it's great. You give up your identity when you stop asking yourself that question. Iguana. One activity that helped cult members train their minds was called the tone. Members would keep themselves focused on, they'd had like a tuning fork and they would, and they would listen to the tone it produced at all times while doing other activity activities. And that supposedly kept them from thinking about regular, normal human thoughts like Jesus, I need to get the hell out of here. Yes, please. Wow. Though I love a tuning fork. You're really going to hate this. Um, going back to the control thing. It's about dogs. No, it's not about dogs. No. Okay. But it is, again, about requiring the followers to do ridiculous things mm. in order to prove their loyalty. One of them was um, everyone gets an enema. Again, from the Inside Story episode. Way Inside Story. Yeah. They saw their bodies as machines or hardware that needed regular maintenance. Uh, cult members took what was called, quote, the master cleanser, which was this. It was an enema made from lemon juice, maple syrup, and cayenne pepper. Mm. And they would put it in their butts. 
They put it directly into their butt? Yeah. I mean, I've heard of making a, a drink that you drink that, yeah. that flushes you out, and it sounds very similar to that mixture. Mm. But don't put cayenne pepper in your butt. For- don't put don't put cayenne pepper in your butt. Former members that are still living say that this was done to keep them healthy. They were told that it was, you know, cleansing and keeping them no. healthy. But really what it was, the forced enemas were nothing more than another way to prove that they were loyal to Marshall Apple. White. Now, did Apple White was Apple White present for these? Because this sounds like a kink. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know if he was present or not. I, right. That I can't say. Well, I'm sorry. That's yeah. do not, do not put hot peppers in your butt. Stop it. So, if you were given the choice, applesauce pudding or cayenne pepper in the butt, what would you take? Wait, do I have to, like any all of those in my butt? No. Uh, I have to eat applesauce, eat pudding, or put cayenne pepper in my butt? That's a, that's a ridiculous choice. No, but... I'm going to eat pudding. Well, the, I love pudding. But the pudding has, like, phenobarbital in it. And then you have to wash it down with vodka and, and wear Nike Decades. Oh, I mean, those are cute shoes. That is true. Yeah. Anyway, Heaven's Gate, everybody. Wow. Uh, that was one messed up you know, time. That was much more interesting than I thought it was going to be. Mm. There were some fun little details in there. Nope. There were some really interesting details in there. Not fun. Mm, no, not fun at all. Especially the cayenne pepper thing. Um, okay, so uh, you're done with your thing, right? Yep. Yeah, all right. Wanted to uh, um, thank everybody. Yes, very nice messages from all of you. About Willie, asking about Willie. Mm. We had mentioned a few couple episodes ago that he wasn't doing too well. And that a difficult decision had to be made. And um, we, we've made that decision. And yep. the, he has the appointment um, tomorrow at 11. Um, and so, again, like we said before, we, we think of you guys as our family. And so we just, we number one, wanted to thank you for the well wishes. And number two, to let you know that um, tomorrow's the day. And, um, fuck. Yep. That's, yeah. uh, that's pretty much, that's pretty yep. much fuck. Yep. Uh, we were, we've been asking ourselves this question. Why do we love? Why do we love things? It always ends badly. <laughs> Every time. You, it's a it, terrible choice. It never ends well. It's a terrible choice. But, um, but so all seriousness, it's, it's so worth it. Um, we really do, though, appreciate uh, the messages and the sweetness that we've received. We just, um, we really appreciate the support, you guys. It's not something that we uh, have chosen to do lightly. And um, so, yeah, I mean, thanks. Yeah. And we promise we will be happier next time. <laughs> we hang out with you and we look forward to we really, seeing you then. Yep. 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 It feels it feels real forced right now. Mm. You can do it. You're you're a professional. Until next time, keep flying that freak flag. Fly it proudly, you beautiful freak. And so, let it be known that the box of oddities belongs to you, and its fate is in your hands. Therefore, it's been requested by those to whom I report to beseech you for assistance. We ask but one thing of you, to provide a five-star rating and a positive review. True, that is two things. However, tis merely a five-star rating and a positive review. Also, subscribe to us. 
Okay, so three things is all we ask. Three things and three things only. Henceforth, the Box of Oddities commits to the telling of stories. Stories of the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected. We wish to offer our deeply felt gratitude and appreciation for your patronage. TheBoxOfOddities.com Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. history but hate when it's stuffy and boring well look no further and join me katie charlwood your friend the neighborhood social scientist and reader of books as i delve into unsolved historical mysteries murders by gaslight and of course women who have been misrepresented through all time on who did what now the history podcast that's not your history class listen wherever you get your podcasts hi i'm neil and i'm ken and we are from the triviality podcast a pub trivia-style game show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Join us each week for an hour-long game of general knowledge trivia featuring special guests from around the world, plus tons of extra themed episodes. If you want to improve your trivia game, or you just want to scream at us in your car when we get easy questions wrong, then we're the show for you. Find Triviality on all your favorite podcast apps. But you know that, because you're already listening to a podcast.